champions, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. Gardner Minshew starting on Saturday. Official word from Nick Sirianni. Rube, how you doing? Big shock. Nick Sirianni. The big shock was that Nick announced the song. It was. That's not who started. Yeah, I agree with you there. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast presented by Nissan. He's Ruben Frank. I'm Dave Zangaro. A bunch to get to today. Obviously, we'll, we'll start with the quarterback and what we expect from Gardner Minshew, what we expect the offense to look like with Minshew in North Texas on, on Saturday. Uh, matchups in the game, we'll look at those aside from the quarterback, and then we'll get into some of the Pro Bowl stuff. Eagles with eight guys named to the Pro Bowl. Could have been more. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But Gardner Minshew, Rube, you're right. That was a surprising thing was that Nick actually finally announced it. Well, yeah, we already knew. We were kind of talking about the odds of him actually announcing who the starter would be. Uh, but he did, and good for him. It's the right thing to do. You're not tricking anybody. You're not fooling anybody by playing games. Um, so, uh, look, he's the difference between Jalen and Gardner is Gardner can't go out there and win a game by himself. But he's got really good players around him. And you know, we've seen Jalen certainly have those games that he just kind of wills the team uh, to victories, and, and you know Gardner's not that kind of player, but he's a really good backup. He's smart. Uh, he's he's played a lot of ball. He started a lot of games. He won a lot of games. Thrown a bunch of touchdowns. Has pretty good numbers in his career. Really good numbers, really for a backup. So, you know they're going in there. Look, you still have AJ Brown. You have Goddard back. You have Devontae. You have one of the better offensive lines in football. So all he's got to do is go out there and get the ball to good players. And I, I have a lot of confidence in his ability to do that. Yeah, me too. And and really, that's what he's been so good at in his career. And, and that's what we always hear when we talk to people about Gardner Minshew is like he just makes the right decisions. He takes the check down when it's there. He's not going to try to go out there and win the game by himself. And that's what you want in that position. We talked about it a little bit last uh, on the last pod before we knew for sure he was starting. But that's that's what you want from him in this game is just run the offense. And it's going to look different. It, it's going to have to look different without Jalen, but that's okay. And they, they have enough good players that Garner, as long as he's effective, he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be effective and run the offense. And I think they have a shot to win this game. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think I'm going to pick them. I haven't. I'll, I'll go out. I, I am picking them in this game. Okay. Yeah, I was, you know, up until. And it's tough. I think it's going to be a very close game either way. Well, it's tough for me because I'm a game behind the leaders in our prediction contest, mm -hmm. and I feel like this is mathematically I have the best chance to catch up if I pick the Cowboys because I don't think the Eagles are going to lose to the Saints or Giants if they need the games. Yeah. Um, but I think they're going to win, so I'm going to pick them to win just because I have ethics when it comes to this kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, Only this, though? And and look, they're, they're really healthy. I mean, they're other than Jalen – uh, getting Goddard back is huge, especially with with, with uh, Minshew playing. And uh, I, I think it'll be a good game. I, I don't think there's going to be a huge drop off. I don't think they're going to get you know look embarrassing on offense. Isn't Vince Young or Mike McMahon? I mean, he's he's a good player. Yeah, he's a very good player. And the Cowboys are banged up. Like I know that they're healthy at the quarterback spot now, and Dak is still really good. But I mean, they. They're more injured than the Eagles. I know the Eagles are obviously missing their quarterback in this game, and they're still missing C.J. Garner-Johnson. Maybe they'll get him back next week. But I mean, the Eagles are the healthier team. Yeah, They thrived without Dallas Goddard when we were all worried about that offense. So Average 425 yards a game. Yeah, it's not bad. Without him. Yeah, so look, I, I, I have good faith that Gardner won't go out there and be awful. 
Now, is he going to be great? I mean, probably not. I, I honestly, I, I didn't think he was the numbers were. I didn't think he was great against the Jets last year, but he was good enough, and, and he, he was efficient, and the offense and was he really didn't make good. Mistakes. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. Well, at least he didn't make mistakes that were like turnover mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's all you can ask for. Yeah, threw a couple of touchdowns, uh, completed like sixty-two percent of his passes. Um, they put up thirty-three points. Obviously, it was the Jets. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't the Cowboys, so it's a little different. But um, I like having an experienced backup as opposed to having some young kid who's never really, you know, done it before. And really, they've had good backups. I was looking at this. I'm, I'm writing a piece on backup quarterbacks, and and they've really and i remember andy reed saying something to me about how um i think mike mcmahon was 2005 mm-hmm. and that something kind of like that. he was like you know i i really realized after that that he probably doesn't want me to repeat this but he said, i really realized after that you have to have a good backup you can't go to because that's that's one of your most important positions i mean this city better than just about any city in the world understands how important it is right right and even before nick I mean, sure. How many Eagles quarterbacks have played all year? You know, and they've had high level play when those guys get hurt from yeah. Coy to Garcia and AJ Feely. Like they've had good players step in and and they've not missed a beat. Or if they've missed a beat, they haven't had a huge drop off. Right. Right. So they haven't ruined a season yet because of it. Mike, Mike McMahon. Well, I mean, since, it, since but then, it was pretty saying, much already yeah. ruined. That was, uh, that was the T.O. going off his rocker year. But, uh, but yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's the reason Jalen's here in the first place. Yeah. Is how much they value the backup spot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's funny. It seems like so long ago he was Carson's backup. It was two years ago. It wasn't all that long ago. But um, I think if they need him for the Saints, he'll be okay, I would think. I asked Nick about that, obviously. Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Uh, I knew he wasn't going to answer it, but I had to ask it. Yeah. Uh, but. It sounds like he was not all that far off. I it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. Um, I, I also think that there was no chance he was ever going to play in this game. No, I agree with that. Um, I think he wants to. I think he still wants to, like Nick said. But uh, this is one of those situations where you just gotta protect him from himself. It makes it more amazing that he played through that game on Sunday. With I mean, and he was really good. <laughs> he made some of his best throws of that game with a sprained shoulder. I also wonder if he still should have been out there. It, and it's tough to, you know, if you don't know how significant it is, cause he's not saying anything, what do you, right. what do, you do? Um, but that the fact that he finished the game makes you think, okay, well it's not that, that kind of lends you to believe it's not super serious, but Donovan finished that game against the cards in, in whatever year it was. Oh, three. Uh, when he threw four touchdowns on a broken ankle, and he missed the last six games, that was the that was the AJ uh, Feely, uh, the Coy AJ year. So two, 2002 or twenty oh three, twenty oh two. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy what you can do with adrenaline flowing and you know all fired up for the game. But it was funny. I asked Kelsey about that, and he was like, "Yeah, it's adrenaline, and it's well, I don't know if I sh- uh, hmm, anti inflammatories." <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it on game day, and it's a lot different starting a game with an injury than it is finishing one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's... And especially, like, you owe it to Jalen, you owe it to the franchise to not play him if he's hurt. Yeah. 
I don't know how he threw that 68 yarder to AJ. Yeah, I mean, it was like 40 yards in the air, too. It's not yeah. like it was a dump off and AJ took it. And you could tell he something wasn't totally normal the way he threw it. And it went, it was like, like a, a lot of altitude on that one. Yeah, he throws a good deep ball yeah. like that. A lot of altitude. A little Russell Wilson esque, like the, the teardrop. Yeah. Nick threw a good deep ball, too. Oh, yeah. Threw a beautiful deep ball. Um, AJ probably should have scored, but that's. <laughs> He's, he just got tired. Yeah. He's, what do you say? I don't even care if I. I don't even care. Not. I just got this done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny to hear someone admit that, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, and the good thing is, even if they do lose, which I don't think is going to happen, if they do, they still have four different opportunities to get the number one seed. They have two games they can win, two games Cowboys can lose, and you would think they, I mean, at least have Jalen back for the Giants, if not the Saints. Yeah, and you know, if you're not confident that Gardner Minshew could beat the Cowboys, you're probably more confident that he could be the Saints at home. At home. So even if Jalen isn't ready for next week, which we don't know yet, I think you'd they'd still be favored against the Saints. Yeah. At home with Minshew. Yeah. And who knows? The, the, the line's been fun to watch this week. It was up to like as many as six. Then it went down. Then I think it, it went back a little bit, but um, that that's that's too big. I, that that's like almost disrespectful to how good the Eagles have been to have a six point line. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll see. I don't I don't really I don't understand how all that stuff works. I still don't understand how the betting line started moving before anyone even knew Jalen was hurt. I'd love to know the process that leads to that happening. Mm -hmm. Like who calls, who calls the betting server, you know, the, the, the odds makers and says, Oh, you know, I think Jalen's hurt. He might miss the game before <laughs> Schefter even tweets it out. Like, seriously, how does that happen? But yeah, I probably, it's probably better off if I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it brings in a bigger scale yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch Gardner though, in, in a way. Um, and it's not like, obviously, you'd rather see Jalen Hurts in this game go down, have a chance to beat the Cowboys to clinch it all. But kind of curious to see what the offense looks like with Gardner. Um, they've had a, a short week here to figure it out. And, well, I don't know how much they were really game planning for both quarterbacks. I think it was probably heavily geared toward sure. Gardner all week, and they were just hoping to, to give the Cowboys an extra homework assignment. Uh, and and it, I think it probably worked at least early in the week before practices. I'm yeah. sure the Cowboys had to prepare. For both so that, they, they have faced Jalen this year so yeah but um, I'm sure that that served its purpose yeah probably but um, I'm curious to see what the offense looks like with Gardner one thing I know is Miles will have more than four carries or three carries in the first half you would think so but then again without the zone read well without as much zone read or without the as big a threat on those plays it, I think it hurts the run game in a way. It might hurt the run game, but I know in the Jets game, he had a career high 27 carries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we were just talking to him about that. Like he's, you know, I think he could be a, you know, 23 for, for 88 type, you know, tough yards. And um, I mean, they have a good defense. You know, they're banged up, but they're still pretty good defense. So, yeah. Um, then missing Vanderash is a big deal, especially for Miles. Yeah. Yeah. Vanderash cleans up a lot of that. You know, if you get through that first level, he's he's there to clean it up. If he's not there, then that can change some things. You want to get into some matchups for this game? Yeah, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, to, to me, the biggest one, and we'll stay on that side of the ball with the Eagles on offense. Uh, in the last game, Micah Parsons, the way they blocked him was to not 
block him and they ran a ton of the zone read stuff and they read him and uh man they they had such a good feel in that game and they they left him unblocked and uh he didn't guess right and they beat him that way you're not gonna be able to do that in this game you're gonna have to stand in the pocket and deliver the football and they're gonna have to just rely on their tackle play to hold up against him yeah it's a whole different it's gonna be a whole different thing um that was really cool to watch that happening last time Mm -hmm. um but they have good you know they have good tackles (laughs) and uh excuse me and i mean he's gonna make some plays i mean he's that good but you just can't let him like just destroy the game plan and just you know go wild i I don't think that'll happen yeah you got to know where he is um part of me was wondering if they move him the linebacker without vanderash but you just can't do that he's too it's too important yeah now maybe if if he's really being neutralized by the tackles maybe they would say well maybe we'll get more out of them and playing i don't don't know how they would do that but it's not just him either this is a good pass rush armstrong and lawrence are very good still um so it it's a big challenge but it's a strength versus a strength and when it comes to the eagles offensive line i'll take them against anyone yeah well this will be a good test and and uh i mean i I mean, the whole O-line just made the Pro Bowl or alternate. So <laughs> um, this is probably the biggest test they'll have because it's going to be loud in there. Um, they didn't have crowd noise going into bubble today, did they? Maybe later. No. Yeah. Not when we were in there. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, it's a big test, you know, for, for Jordan, uh, left tackle and for Lane. Uh, and, you know, look, Jordan hasn't had a – hasn't had a – probably hasn't had a good years last year. I agree with that. I feel like uh, the last few weeks, though, he's kind of settled in. I think once he got past that shoulder injury, he's been much better. Yeah. He probably shouldn't have been playing there for a game or two when he was really hurt. And he said that. You know, he, he said, I, I always talk about doing what's best for the team, and I might not have uh, I might, I might not have done what's best for the team when I played in those couple games. But uh, you feel pretty good about where that whole O-line is. Yeah. Right now. yeah. <laughs> it's hard to feel better about yeah. it. Honestly, they have a pretty good line too. They've only lost 16 sacks all year. Mm-hmm. Cowboys. Yeah, they've been good. And now they, I mean, Jason Peters played some right tackle in the last game. It's funny, Tyron Smith and Jason Peters splitting time at yeah. right tackle. It's the weirdest thing. It is. <laughs> they were like the two best left tackles in the league for how many years? And, yeah. Or at least two of the best. Yeah. yeah it's fun. Yeah. It's funny to see them out on the other side. Yeah. Uh, Eagles receivers, I, this is a, and this is why, like, I think they'll run the football with Miles, but I think they can still pass with Gardner. Like, I, I don't – they're they're banged up at cornerback. They're without Anthony Brown. Right. Jordan Lewis is out. They're both out for the year. So, I mean, Trayvon Diggs is good. Really good. He's a good player, but he can only cover one guy at a time. The, the matchup to watch is Kelvin Joseph. He really struggled last week against the Jaguars. So, if it's Devontae Smith on Kelvin Joseph – Feed them. I keep feeding them. Feed them yeah. that that matchup all day. Yeah, Devontae's been playing really well. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of, kind of got started a little slow, but man, he's been really good. It, it's a shame. I mean, not a shame, but he had 126 yards last week, and nobody was talking about it. He had the second best game of his career because <laughs> AJ had 181. I uh, had the best game of his career, but Devontae's been really good. Um, and you like that matchup. That's why you have two really good ones. Yeah. And I still have confidence in Minshew being able to to get him the ball. You know, it, maybe it won't be in the same way. Like, I don't know if Minshew throws that deep ball to A.J. Brown down the sideline like that, but 
he can get the ball there on most of those. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how much they go after, assuming uh, Diggs is on AJ the whole game, which I would think. Uh, how much? You know, knowing Minshew, he would—he's not going to back down. He'll, oh no, he'll, he'll fire targets. It. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then Miles against this—the the run defense isn't great. Yeah. When you look at the Bears or the Bears, gosh, when you look at the Cowboys, they're a little undersized. They're good. They're a good pass rushing team. Middle of that defense isn't—you know—they don't have some big hogs in there that you know you can. You can you can beat them running the football. Yeah, and I think I think it's gonna be a big part of what they do. And it doesn't mean Gardner's not gonna throw because he will, and they're gonna make plays in the passing game. But this is a Miles Sanders game. Yeah, I, I really believe that. It was good talking to him. He was he was talking about what a chip he had on his shoulder going into this year, and 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 uh, how he met he met pretty much all his goals, and he just wants to build on it now. And you know, you think his first three years were all kind of disappointing. Yeah, maybe not his rookie year as much because well, no, even there because he was he wasn't a great runner. No, his rookie year. No, he was it was man, it was he was really frustrating to watch actually his yeah. rookie year. Yeah, but you could see there was talent there, mm -hmm. but yeah, he was dancing around too much. Um, but this year, I mean, he's just kind of put it all together, and you know, he said he feels great physically, which it's funny. Every once in a while, there's still one of those plays where you're like Miles, get up field. Yeah, he has like one a game. <laughs> yeah, he had one in the Chicago. Yeah, game. yeah. he did. He did. He got reamed out for it too. <laughs> yeah, and he knows. He says he's still got to cut those down, but yeah. he has cut them down a lot. Um, yeah, so I, I think – and look, I think knowing Shane Steichen, Gainwell is going to be a part of that too as well as Boston probably. Yeah, probably more Gainwell. But yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, flip sides, yeah. anything else on offense that you're watching? I mean, no. Goddard's back, and, and that will be a big deal for – the Cowboys have been pretty good, but they're without Van Der Esch, So, right. and we saw what Gardner and Goddard did last year, and that makes sense too for for Gardner, who will take the checkdown, yeah. will take the easy throw. A lot of the easy throws are going to be to Goddard. I think so. And Goddard said he he keeps reminding Minshew, like, don't forget last year, I had yeah. 105 yards, 110. Well, I think it was 105. 105, two touchdowns. Yeah. You know, he was reminding him just he's like, that'll work again this year. Yeah, and probably, he's probably right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be a fun matchup. Mm -hmm. Let's see what they do with him. All right, let's flip sides of the football. Uh, one of the ones I'm really watching is CeeDee Lamb against Avante Maddox, actually. Lamb already was playing a lot of snaps inside, but the last couple weeks it's been – he's been playing more inside than outside. And if I'm – you have to think, like if you're the offensive coordinator down in Dallas and you're looking at this Eagles defense – well, I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna waste C.D. Lamb on the outside against Slay or or James Bradbury. I'm gonna try to get him inside against Maddox, who's a good player, but giving up five inches on him. That's a, that's a tough matchup, and it's it's not gonna just have to be on Avante. But if they're playing zone, there's gonna be some space in the middle of the field for for Lamb. So you, you gotta get to him. You gotta bring him down when he catches the ball. That's the big thing. He's really physical and strong and tough. All, Avante's all those things too, but mm. man, he's really good. So yeah, you really got to account for him. You just got to, it's easier said than done, but you just got to make sure he doesn't be with those broken tackles and big plays. Yeah. Dak, um, I think he's playing well, but the interceptions are, are eye popping in a way. 11 interceptions in nine games. Really uncharacteristic. Uncharacteristic. Yeah, right. Cause he's been so good at protecting the football really most of his career. I think it's because he's he's trying to hit some tough throws. 
But the Eagles can force them into some mistakes, I think. Yeah, and it's something, you know, the Eagles' interceptions have kind of dried up. You know, Bradbury really have. and Slay haven't had any in six weeks. Obviously, not having Chauncey Garner Johnson has hurt. They had the two against the Packers. Um, <laughs> yeah, Josiah Scott and Reed Blankenship, just how you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're going to need a couple, I feel like, Saturday. They're going to need a couple takeaways. It's crazy to tell you. It tells you what pace they're on. They still lead the league. Yeah. Still only a 15, right? 15. Yeah. They, were they haven't had one in three weeks. Yeah. Could happen. Yeah, they're going to need a couple, I feel like, to, to get out of there with the win. They're going to need a couple takeaways. Okay. Yeah, that's something to watch. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how Dak plays in this yeah. game. He's still a really good quarterback, and the Eagles have, you know, they've they faced some good quarterbacks this year, and they've they've handled it well. So I, I, I have faith that they have enough weapons on that side of the football to – Forced Dak into some mistakes. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to pass pressure, and they don't, you know, they protect him really well. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, talking about strength versus strength, that Eagles pass rush versus that O-line is going to really, I think that's the, like the pivotal matchup in this game. Yeah, I thought Tyron Smith looked pretty good at right tackle. I, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know if they'll split reps again. I, I'm guessing maybe that was just like his first game and they were right. testing it out a little bit. Yeah. Kid on the other side has played really well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a solid line. I guess in the middle there, probably like Javon Hargrave could have a nice game. Non-pro bowler. Non-pro bowler. We'll get to that in a little bit. And then the running backs, obviously, are you have to watch them in this one. It's Zeke and, and Pollard. Even though Zeke isn't what he once was, he's still a good player. And they, they did some, some damage against them in that first meeting. Yeah, that was like Zeke's last really good game. Yeah. Uh, but Pollard is, I mean, he is such a talent. He's, he's explosive. Ex just explosive. And, man, he's hard to bring down. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to pick the Cowboys. No. <laughs> um, yeah. He's, Those uh, two combined this year, 17, 43 yards and 19 touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. It's a heck yeah. of a one-two punch. Eagles have been better against the run, so that's encouraging. Um, they've got to really get population of the ball. And make sure those six-yard runs don't become twenty-yard runs. Yeah. yeah, Pollard scares me. That dude, man, he's good. He's very good, and he, he's always a threat to break one. Yeah. So. yeah, I, I look at like the matchups in this game. I, I, I feel pretty vindicated in in my idea to pick the Eagles. I don't think it's, it's certainly not an easy game, and it wouldn't shock me if they lost it. But I, I think they have a real shot. Yeah. They definitely have a shot. It's but, funny because in a way, like it lends credence to the idea that Micah is right. <laughs> but you know, but not really. Both because, things can be right. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, tell me a great quarterback that didn't have great players around him. Mm -hmm. There isn't one. So I mean, it's both. He's really good, and he's got. Re it's a really good system. And you can like I understand Mahomes doesn't have as much around him, but he still has the best tight end in the league. He still has a pretty good line, and he still has a, one of the best coaches ever. He's got the kid from Vineland. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, Pacheco. Pacheco? Yeah. Pacheco. Yeah. Latest big-time running back from South Jersey. Can I run down my top 10 running no. backs from South Jersey? <laughs> Do you have that at the ready all time? All the time. Yeah. Always. Well, it's actually, I, I did want to give you credit. Uh, your Franco Harris piece was very nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Talk about running backs from South Jersey, the best. Really great guy. Just such a shame, such a tragedy anyway. But two days before 
the Steelers were going to retire his number uh, three days, two days, and and uh, commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, yeah, from South Jersey, a guy that I spent a lot of time with when I was at the Berlina County Times, uh, Mount Holly. Uh, yeah, really sad. He was only 72. So, yeah, it's yeah. a shame. But thank you. Heck of a career. Yeah. Incredible postseason player. He won four Super Bowls and every postseason game he would get he was like twenty-two for eighty. I mean, he just was a just and you know, he was never he was never like the guy at Penn State. He was always blocking for Lydell Mitchell, mm-hmm. another South Jersey guy. Yeah. Salem. Ooh, man, I should know that. He's from the same high school as Jonathan Taylor, I believe. Okay. It's the Nissan Thrill of the Drive event. So gift yourself what you really want this holiday season. Shop your local Nissan store or visit NissanUSA.com today. Just like the holidays, these offers won't last. Opioid addiction is a national public health crisis. The Someone You Know podcast from the Independence Blue Cross Foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma, offer hope, and humanize the disease of addiction. Download the new season three of Someone You Know on all major podcast platforms. All right, Rube, it's the time of the show where I'm going to read the Eagles Pro Bowlers, so I hope everyone blocked off about an hour for this one. There's a lot of names here. Eight Pro Bowlers. This year for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson, Hassan Reddick, Darius Slay, and nine alternates. Should I read them? Yeah. Rick Lovato, Isaac Samalu, Javon Hargrave, James Bradbury, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Mailata, Josh Sweat, and Devontae Smith. So everybody on the O-line and the D-line, all the starters, are either a Pro Bowl or alternate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't know which alternates. I asked a couple guys; they didn't know. Um, we'll get that eventually, I would think. Um, you want to go through each guy real quick? Each guy that Pro Bowlers first. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, duh. Yeah, MVP candidate. First one though. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. It's t- uh, another example of how far he's come. That oh yeah, of course he's a Pro Bowler. Like duh. This is a guy who we didn't know if he was going to be the long term quarterback when we started the season. Right. Right. Um, Eagles have had five Pro Bowl quarterbacks. Let me think now. Since 2010, Vic, Foles, Carson, um, Jalen. Oh, sit, no, sit, yeah, and Donovan made it in 2009. So, nah, okay. so they've had five since I was trying to find the other one, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Reed Sinet, <laughs> uh Carson Strong. Um, since So since 2009, so 14 years, they've had five different Pro Bowl quarterbacks. So I don't it, know if that's it's weird. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And I don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> Me it means, neither. It means they're a quarterback factory, but they're the product that they're making keeps falling apart. I mean, it was Donovan at the end of his career, it was yeah. Vic kind of at the end of his career. Foles is just the strangest career ever. Carson fell to pieces, and Jalen's a young guy who's uh, got, you know, he's yeah, hopefully in. that slows down a little bit here. But it's interesting because you know. Carson made it his second year. Nick made it his second year. Jalen made it his second year. And, and he's a starter, by the way, for yeah. the NFC. If there was a game, he'd be the starter. Yeah. They, they still name yeah. starters. Um, yeah, so. And we're talking about the the honor of not the, the actual game or whatever, right. the games that they're playing. No one cares about that. We're talking about just the honor of being named. Yeah, but it is, it is weird that they've had, since 2016, they've had three or since 2013, three different mm-hmm. second-year, 24-year-old quarterbacks make a Pro Bowl. And the first two ones in 
Indy. I guess he's starting this weekend. The other's in Washington. Right. He's not starting this weekend, but he might come in the game. <laughs> and the one who's still here isn't playing. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird. That is weird. Weird, weird deal for the factory. Yeah. <laughs> the factory is a weird factory. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miles Sanders. He deserves it. I, I wasn't sure if he'd make it, but right. I'm glad he did. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to make it your first year, but the numbers, like, it was, you know, the 11 touchdowns really helps. Yeah. 5.2 average, 1,100 yards. Um, it was going to be hard for him not to. He was really happy. Like, some guys really, you know, oh, it's not, you know, some guys kind of poo-poo it, but he was really happy. He feels like, you know, he had some goals this year, 1,000 yards, Pro Bowl, and and he's he's got two of them. Yeah. Not the starter. That actually goes to uh, Saquon. Yeah. But Tony Pollard and Miles Sanders are the, the backups in the NFC. Yeah. Apparently, he and Tony are super close. They worked out together. Okay. And I don't know how close he and Saquon are. I kind of get the feeling <laughs> they're not, but. No, I think they are. I don't think they. I think there's a friendly rivalry. Maybe. Yeah. His name never comes up. Saquon? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're like best friends, but I think there, there's a healthy friendship rivalry there. Okay. Uh, next one, AJ Brown. Again, pretty pretty hard to argue. Yeah. Uh, he is a starter. They named two starters at receiver. It's him and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> yes, not, not a bad couple receivers right there. Yeah. Three of the four receivers are from the NFC East. You have CeeDee Lamb and Terry McLaurin as well. It's good division for receivers. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh yeah, that was a no-brainer. He's been better than I expected. And I, I knew he was good. I knew he was really good, but he's better than I thought. Yeah. He's he might be having the best year ever by an Eagles wide receiver. Yeah. Maybe we'll read about that one someday. Day. <laughs> uh, Jason Kelsey, no surprise there. Number six should be eight. Yeah, you yeah. keep stacking them. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's another chip for the the resume. I think the resume is good enough. He's okay. he's a Hall of Famer, but um, I think he's really played as well as he ever has. Yeah, he's uh, he's you don't he's a weapon. <laughs> he's just they weaponized Jason Kelsey. Yeah. And they they run things because he's so good at getting to the next level. They've yeah. done it for years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he he'll go as long as he, he's playing. Yeah. 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 Because he won't keep playing if he's not playing at this level. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one, Lane Johnson. Happy for Lane. He should have been there last year. It was yeah. stupid he wasn't. Yeah. So he yeah, you never knew what was going to happen with him because he obviously deserves it. He's having a hell of a year. Um, but for some reason, the voters snubbed him last year. You really don't know why. Yeah. So. Well, he hasn't gone 30 straight games without giving up a sack yet. He's only at 27. So. It's crazy. Hasn't given up a quarterback hit since week seven last year or something like yeah. that. He's, he's very good. He'll get tested this week, but he's playing at a super high level. Yeah. yeah. So that's four for him. That's, that's four. He's, he's building up a yeah. body of work. He is. and I got to get my stat, stat out while we're. Yeah, it's a shame for him because he's a Hall of Fame caliber player who's probably not going to be able to stack enough to ever get there. Yeah. But, I mean, certainly has the talent and has played at that level. I mean, maybe I mean if he plays another few years, stacks a couple more. And he's talked about not wanting to play that, all that much, much longer. longer. Yeah, I know. So, but that could change. Yeah. Those checks keep clearing, and it's hard to walk away from it. Yeah. And then the last one, at least on offense, kind of a surprise, but I guess guard play, not great around the league. Landon Dickerson. Yeah, that surprised me. Uh, surprised Landon, 
who keeps reminding us that he sucks and shouldn't even be in the league. <laughs> he's really hard on himself. Yeah. Um, he's been okay. He's been good. He's had really good moments. Yeah. Oh, he's really had really, really good, good moments. moments. I think he's made some mistakes, but uh, he's playing at a high level. Yeah, I don't think the um, consistency's been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would he, tell you that. Yeah, but um, I think he's going to be a really good player for a long time. Um, he's been healthy. You know, he, he gets banged up. I mean, you see, he leaves the field, but there hasn't been – that was a big knock on him. That was a big yeah. question coming out. Of hasn't summer. missed games. Hasn't missed games. Uh, so um, they got something to hit him. Yeah. But it's funny. He's just – it was almost like he's the guy that's just disappointed yeah like we this. were talking last night and i was saying man he's probably pretty angry right now that he made the pro bowl i heard someone asking him in the locker room you know congratulations uh well what does it mean to you to make it and he's like well it's nice but i don't think i deserve it <laughs> <laughs> which is very uh very landed but it's probably the first of a lot for him normally it takes linemen especially interior offensive linemen like the, the, the recognition comes after right. they deserve it. For him, it's kind of coming earlier, which is very bizarre, but it means that he has a chance to make a lot of them in his career. And what was the uh, – he's the first Eagles offensive lineman to make a Pro Bowl within his first two years. Uh, I looked this up last night. I believe it's since Bob Brown in 1965, Hall of Famer mm, Bob Brown. Wow. That's 57 years ago. Uh, it takes a while. Um to get that recognition he got it as a young guy is pretty cool yeah and then two on defense just which is low for the number two defense yeah very in the nfl uh hassan reddick makes his first pro bowl 12 sacks very fitting that it, it happens in his return to philadelphia he's been everything is advertised um certainly deserving and then darius slay another slay. one for him yeah well i can call him. slay <laughs> slay you even have to call darius slayton Slate, <laughs> two deserving guys could have been more, but I mean, those guys hard to argue with. Before we get to snubs, I got to give you my Stoutland stat. Yep, Landon Dickerson's the sixth different offensive lineman to make a Pro Bowl under Stout, who has been here 10 years. JP, Kelsey, Mathis, Lane, Brandon Brooks, and, and Dickerson have now made a total of 19 Pro Bowls <laughs> in the from 1960 through 2012. The 53 years preceding Stoutland joining the team, the Eagles had 10 different offensive linemen make 21 Pro Bowls. Wow. So Stout in 11 years or 10 years has almost matched the previous 53 years. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And the only other team with um, six Pro Bowl linemen over the last 10 years is the Saints, who had six, including Jari Evans from Philadelphia. Franklin High School, I think. Yeah, I think so. Four first-time Pro Bowlers. Yeah. Which is always fun. That's more fun to me. And three draft picks. Mm-hmm. The second-round picks in, in 19, 20, and 21. Well, three straight second-round picks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles, Jalen, and uh, Landon. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, oh. me too. Well, it's hard to make it that first year. It is. And they get their uh, their photo. There's a hallway in the Novacare. Well, we think there is. Yeah, we haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Um, but there used to be at least a hallway in the Novacare complex uh, where they put every eagle who's made the Pro Bowl and they put like a fathead type photo of them and then they put the years that they made it. It's so really cool. Th- those guys will get on that wall. Yeah, you see Jermaine Mayberry and, mm-hmm. you know, David Akers and all these guys on the, you know, Randall. It's really, it's a really cool wall and it's, it's good motivation for guys. Yeah, it is. So you, and it's the, it's one of the busiest hallways 
in the complex. We think it is. We're not allowed in there. Well, I'm, well, it has to be. It's between the cafeteria could, and the locker room. They could have put another hallway in. We don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're, they're doing construction anymore. We the snubs, which is crazy to talk Let's about talk snubs. snubs on a team that has an NFL leading eight pro bowlers. But there's at least one major snub, Javon Hargrave, who led the fan vote at defensive tackle in the NFC and then didn't make the Pro Bowl. He has 10 sacks. Yeah, he, he said, at least the fans like me. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably the worst way to not make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Because you think, and he thought he said, "Look, I thought I, I was going to make." And it. it's, you have to feel some level of disrespect from your peers. Yeah, yeah, because that's who didn't vote for you. Yeah, yeah, he was disappointed, and I give him credit for not playing. The you know saying, "Oh, it's no big deal. We got you know, I have a different bowl. I'm worried about." But he was like, "Yeah, I'm disappointed." Yeah, and I talked to James Bradbury. He said, "I really felt like I had a Pro Bowl year. I felt like I did enough." Mm -hmm. He doesn't he doesn't say a whole lot. He's a very quiet guy, but you could tell it bothered him. So I just have to get past it and just focus on the Cowboys and, yeah. and winning some games here. But, yeah. So the guys who made it were Aaron Donald, uh, Jonathan Allen, and Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. They're good players. Good players. And look, Jerron Payne can make a case too. Yeah. But is Aaron Donald having a problem? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He he he's one of those guys. He's just gonna make. He's gonna it. make it. He's he, obviously he's a great player. Played eleven games, has five sacks. Yeah, uh, he's great. Yeah, he's great, and he's still great, even with the the number. Like he's still great. It's tough. Another guy. I, I mean, where does Sweat rank in sacks in the NFC among edge rushers? Um. He's got to be yeah, at the top. I can, I can look it up. He, he no, has to be at the top. He ha he's nine and a half, yeah. so he he's a pretty big snub as well. I think those three are on defense, the top ones. It's um, yeah, it's Hargrave, Bradbury, which was always going to be tough because you're not you're just not going to get two corners from the same. And he team. said that he said I you know it's it's going to be hard to get two from the same team. Yeah, and then sweat. Yeah, but then I got her. Yeah. As a case, it's, yeah. it's tricky because he missed the time and he wasn't on the fan ballot. Um, he's had a better year than Kittle. I mean, Kittle has like 30 yards more. Well, he missed some games too. Yeah, he missed time. He missed time. Hawkinson, two teams. Yeah, I don't the know. numbers are there for Hawkinson. Yeah, but he's been targeted 300 times. Yeah, I'd say Goddard's had a better year than both of them. Yeah, I would agree. It sucks. It's it's a shame for him. Um, but he has a chance next year because he's he's going to be good for that long. Yeah, it felt like this was going to be. It, it's been his best season of his career. Averaging over sixty yards yeah. per game, he doesn't get hurt. He's starting in the Pro Bowl. Locke starting the Pro Bowl over a thousand yards. Yeah, it's a shame for him. And then C.J. Gardner Johnson, six picks. If he was on the ballot, maybe like he's six picks is hard to ignore. Yeah, um, but missed the time. Was on IR. Yeah, nine nine alternates is a lot. Yeah, but they go down to like fifth alternate now. Yeah. So, probably none of them will probably make the team. Well, if it's if a guy's a first alternate and the, and the Eagles don't go to the Super Bowl and that team does, mm -hmm. but you kind of hope that doesn't happen if you're yeah, one of those guys. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, you never see them play in the Pro Bowl games, flag football, whatever they're doing. Does that annoy you? It doesn't annoy me. It's you just, just made it sound. I thought I, I, I think it's kind of cool. It doesn't annoy me. It just doesn't interest me. Okay. 
the any more or less than the actual game? It's probably better than the actual game. I'm with you there. Yeah, the game was useless. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're Sean Taylor. Just yeah. destroying punters. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So are we both picking the Eagles in this game? I've, I'm leaning that way, yeah. I, I'm, I'm locked in. I've written it. I'm locked in. Okay. Yeah. You have time to change it. No, I don't think I'm going to change it. Okay. I think I'm going to go that way, and that's going to be a fun game. It should be a fun game. We'll have a podcast after. We'll do a Christmas Eve podcast. You guys are nuts, and you want to listen to us talk on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Gather around the Christmas tree and, and listen to <laughs> two blowhards talk about football. We'd Can't appreciate it. A better way to spend Christmas. <laughs> if you enjoy the Eagle Eye podcast, please rate and subscribe wherever you get your pods. If you're watching on YouTube, please click the like button and subscribe there as well. We'll talk to you after the game. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, happy holidays. We appreciate everyone. We'll talk to you after the game on Saturday. Through Ron Dave, this has been Eagle Eye presented by Nissan.